Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today. Arganissima New York. Your beauty is our duty. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, the Nutritious channel, and with your host, Hurricane Age. Uh, and New Day, a great topic, uh, a topic that I want to discuss, definitely, and I have been waiting so so desperately for this particular show because I have an expert who can a little bit help us, you know, and, and guide us in terms of uh, the topic of our children's health and their healthy uh, being physically and in terms of nutrition, in terms of uh, uh, weight loss and all this stuff. So I have with me Sheila Carroll, Dr. Sheila Carroll, a pediatrician. Uh, she's also a, a life and weight coach, and uh, she does a lot of stuff to help our children basically be healthier. And uh, you probably heard me in multiple shows talking about the dilemma of food and fast food and the kids today and, and their menu that's limited. Well, today we're going to address it further with an expert. So, doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Oh, listen, I, I am so excited. This is like a, a treat for me because, not only for me, actually, because I, I, one is, I, as I had mentioned just briefly before we started, I have my own kids and I have my own challenges with them in terms of their eating habits. Uh, and maybe I'm partially to blame, and we're going to talk about the parents' responsibility for that. <laughs> But 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 really, it is it is a pandemic. I mean, a true pandemic. You know that is uh, ongoing. It's been going and it's ongoing. I'm not sure it's going to end. Uh, understanding eating is important, and the world we live in, as we just mentioned briefly, mm -hmm. is amazing. And I'm not meaning it in a good way here. <laughs> it is crazy. It is rough. It is different, and it does almost make all the necessary reasons why our kids are not healthy. And so, so, so let's talk first things first. I mean, you are a pediatrician doctor and, uh, you know, uh, ultimately as pediatricians, you, you, in a regular medicine, you just make sure you check the kids and give them their physicals and stuff, but, but you went beyond that, you know, you're specialized into this, this area of uh, expertise of helping mm -hmm. them and also teaching the parents. And so let's, let's start about your background first, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So my background is I've been a pediatrician for about 23 years now. Um, and more recently, I've been board certified in obesity medicine as well, which is the study of the emerging science of, of weight, weight gain, uh, weight loss, um, how the body's working, um, yeah, um, drugs to use to treat that, metabolic surgeries to use to treat that, lifestyle interventions to use to treat that. Um, so I am just uh, passionate about this topic, both from a professional but also a personal uh, bent. I was an overweight child myself. I was overweight from about the time I was 10 years old, uh, off and on, but mostly on. Um, mostly overweight, definitely through all my adolescence into my 20s. Um, and, and 
I struggled and I didn't want to be overweight, but I couldn't, I didn't know what to do. And anything I tried, just not eating enough, just not eating or, or eating less, nothing worked, right? So it was a struggle. And I feel like that's why so many people, adults today are struggling because we never learned, we never learned, number one, the science of what is really going on with our bodies in today's modern food environment. I don't think anyone would be struggling with their weight if we were living 500 years ago, right? Because the foods that are available back then, that's what our body was designed to handle very, very well. Our body was not designed to handle these foods that are being produced in labs and in, in manufactured in companies with all of the added sugars and all of the, the highly processed foods is what I'm getting at. Um, and that's why our kids are facing such a struggle these days. Honestly, even kids who, who you would look at and be like, oh, they don't have a weight problem or they quote, look normal or they look healthy, you know? The truth is metabolically speaking, no one should be eating, none of us should be eating these foods. No one should be drinking Coca-Cola on a regular basis. No one should be eating these highly processed foods. You might be thin or have a quote normal weight, but inside your body, metabolically speaking, our, your body was not designed to handle that. So I, you know, I personally, I, I just love this topic because there's so much empowerment and, and that, that people can, and freedom that people can get when they really understand what's going on. You know, because me, when I was a kid, I, I didn't understand. Like, I would try to eat less, but I really wouldn't lose weight. Well, now I know that's because our bodies, our human bodies, we're wired to store fat. This is how we've survived for centuries and, you know, or millions of years, really. Um, and so there's hormonal changes and there's physiologic changes that happen when you just cut back your calories. So that old method of eat less, move more. Like that's what pediatricians, that's what I used to tell people, you know, and you know, that's what was told to me. That's what we learned in medical school, but it's not very effective advice for a long-term sustainable way of eating. That's going to keep you happy because we, we want to be happy too. We want to feel satisfied. We don't want to be miserable. We don't want to be deprived. So we need to eat but we have to figure out a way how to do that in this world that's going to work well for our bodies. Doctor, that's a that lot. That was a of, lot. Sorry. No, actually, that, that's like that's perfect. I mean, in there, there's so much that we're going to like spend the, the next, you know, almost hour on. And I, I want to start with what you said about you personally. And and, mm. you know, and that's that, that's an, a very important piece because you being today who you are, knowing where you were when you were a child, you know, mm. I think it, it kind of, uh, connects a little bit better with the people if you talk to them, like you know, because the first question, like people say, well, what do you know? I mean, you, you've never been there, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so it's important to realize it. But you said something, uh, you know, important. You uh, were struggling when you were younger, mm -hmm. and it was difficult, and and that's that's a big piece of of this. I mean, I know I've 
tackled you know the topic of bullying and uh, mm -hmm. with, with something of of weight gain and things like that a childhood you know kids are brutal you know they can make fun of people we've seen that happen now we've seen in movies but it's really happening in the real mm -hmm. it's just a depiction of what's happening in schools so there's a lot more to that and uh and and again you were young you ate what you ate and uh you know that's so so maybe we can start with that piece of it and of course there's so much we talked about you, you mentioned metabolism uh you know fat you know uh storage the food that we eat and you know, 500 years versus now. So we're going to get on through all that. But but let's start about that. Like kids today or, or, you know, even, you know, I guess when you were a kid and when I was a kid, you know, it, it's different in terms of what we ate versus now. I mean, it's got worse. But but right. yet, I mean, if you lived in the Western world or anywhere in the world, right, you know, pretty much the industries I've, have been already in there. And so, you know, maybe fast food's gone, you know, faster here in the western world versus some parts of uh, the, the rest of the globe but but right now literally if you travel i give you a good joke i mean when we go over the you know all over the world now there's probably mcdonald's burger king kfc you know everything that you have in the states is everywhere else i don't care where you go there is going to be one of those uh, branches of these franchises out there so so it is it is that and that's just one thing and then uh it is important to let's to spend some time about the the, the child you know, in, in terms of the food. Now, you were a kid, you were eating. I'm, I'm, I don't know what you ate, what you didn't, but yeah. somehow it maybe it was the food, maybe it was the body. And that's the thing. It's, it's, it's both. A combination. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I was just going to say, I'm one of five kids and we grew up here in Maine. I live in Maine. I grew up in Maine. My mom was a, an amazing cook um, and not cooking, you know, I, what I would say, just cooking normally at the time, you know, um, but cooking lots of baking, lots of cookies and cakes and things like that. That was the, that was usual for us. But I, I have, like I said, I'm one of five, and two of my brother, one brother and one sister were have been thin their whole lives, eating the same food, um, and not especially as kids didn't struggle at all. They could eat whatever they wanted and it didn't matter. And, you know, in retrospect, it's, it, it is hard for me to exactly go back. I think I probably did eat more than them. Um, but the interesting thing, the science behind that is when you start to gain weight, the, the hormonal fat, the adipose tissue or the fat tissue, it's not just um, sitting there doing nothing. It's actually sending little hormones, little signals that make you hungrier. So I ate, I think I ate more because I was hungrier because I was uh, carrying more weight. You see like the vicious cycle of it all. And so some people for sure, and this is, this is like, the beauty of medicine or the art of medicine or the beauty of the of the um, human body is everybody's body is so different. So two people eating the exact same things are going to process that differently and have different hormonal responses because you're under different stress or, you know, or you're in a different growth phase or, you know, there's just, and so much we still don't know um, so yes, so different kids have different appetites, their bodies handle foods differently. Um, and some people are just more prone to storing fat more easily than other people. 
So, Doctor, thank you. I mean, for that—that's a perfect example. And you said, I mean, five kids. You know, you know, two are thin, and the other ones are getting different weight at different yeah. pace. And and what you just mentioned is is definitely something to clarify to people is that the fact that you you said it well is that you know the more you have you know these fat cells, the more you're gonna get those simulations or stimulations rather to eat more, mm. and 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 ultimately it's never gonna stop and it just adds up. It's like the body is wanting more and more and more, right? And, exactly. and it's really requesting. <laughs> and it's so knowledge. frustrating, yeah. And that's why you know that's why the whole. In the past, people said, well, you just don't have willpower or you're just you're just you need more self-control or it's that person's fault that they're overweight because they just keep eating. Well, they're eating because they're hungry. And that's a normal survival mechanism for all of us. So it's so much more complicated than that. Well, the brain has, you know, <laughs> has a reaction to everything, right? The body is sending, you know, signals. The brain is responding. And then everything else is also like, you know, the stomach is kind of like, you know, I, I'm hungry, I need some food. And, and so that whole, you know, uh, feeling is there. And, and you're right, this is, we are, we are programmed, you know, in a way to do certain things. And I, I love what you said about, you know, 500 years ago, uh, either food that existed, didn't exist today, and we were meant to eat that way. And you're right. I mean, uh, even 100 years ago, if, you know, you walk in a supermarket, you're not going to find the same food that you have today. As a matter of fact, someone came in, you know, and, you know, when in, in the future, I mean, actually from the past came in today, they'd be like, what is going on here? What kind yeah. of food is this? They'd be like, unbelievable, right? Because they, they would never think that those were even potentially available or can be even manufactured. And the food that we have today is there, coloring this. And it's really amazing that the ingredients that one, we're going to talk about a portion of that right now. But so, so the, the, the I want to just allude to the, the concept of metabolism, right? You said it, you know, everybody's different. I mean, there's genetics behind that and there's hormones and, mm -hmm. and there's the metabolism. Again, you said different growth phases. Uh, gender can also make a difference. Yes, this is a girl. Sure. The activity level is, is another yeah. thing. Someone that is super active versus someone's not. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, that's still not a condition. My son is active, but yet he gains weight faster, you know. Exactly. So, it's not the same for everybody. And 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 that's that's an important thing. So so let's let's talk about, you know, uh, the breakdown maybe on on how it all functions you know in terms of the brain the body and the connection in terms of the urge of eating and and i think you you talked about it in general but if there's yeah. a way maybe to break it down yeah i think one way well there it's 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 uh it's a huge topic um <laughs> but the, the one way to really think about it is you know people tend to overeat or or, or crave, you know, high calorie, high fat, high added sugar food. And so no one is, you know, having health problems because they're overeating salad or overeating broccoli or <laughs> overeating apples or overeating fruit, right? No one is having health problems because they're eating, eating whole unprocessed foods. We are having the metabolic health problems that we're having as a society, as a globe, like you mentioned, because of the way the food that is being made is affecting our body. And, and so there's a, there, there's a couple things that I want to say about that. One is that it's designed to, um, 
make us want to keep eating it. So we eat something with sugar or, you know, highly, highly processed foods usually have a lot of sugar in them, added sugars or all the other, or the sugar additives or, you know, the other things that make them make our, <laughs> our dopamine receptors in our brain, like our reward centers light up like, oh, when you have, when you have sugar, your, your dopamine centers light up. That is two things for you. That evolutionarily has been a sign of to tell your body, oh, you should keep doing that. That's good for you. That feels so good. Keep doing that. It must be safe for you because it feels good. And the other thing is it sets in motion a pathway of learning to kind of eat those, eat those foods because they feel good for you. And so we are versus, so say you have like a candy bar, you know, a, a 2023 candy bar and you eat that, you, you might get, say, we'll just use random numbers, but like 10 units of dopamine. It's not at all measured like that, but I'm just giving it an example. Um, you eat an apple, you, there is a little bit of natural sugar in there. So you're getting a little bit of fructose, you're getting, you're getting some good sugar, but nowhere near the concentration. So it might be like 0.5, you know? And today the problem is we can't, once your taste buds get used to that 10X of everything, you can't even taste that 0.5. And I think that's part of the problem that a lot of kids are experiencing today. They can't taste the natural sweetness of a strawberry or of an apple. Uh, because their taste buds are constantly used to getting all the all the artificial sugars and all the added sugars, the table sugars and high fructose corn syrup, and so we have they they say, well, I don't like, I don't doesn't taste good to me, I don't like it. But what they really mean, two things, it's not registering as pleasurable in their brain because of it's a comparison thing. I mean, you know, it's not registering because they're used to getting 10x what they what they're getting or 100x what they're currently getting. And and it's a, the taste is the same way. There it doesn't taste good because it doesn't taste as good as the other food. So like to thank you. I mean, you're you're like I'm I'm listening to you and my eyes are getting bigger, my <laughs> You know, my brain is like, you know, going like 2,000 miles an hour there. You know, uh, it's it's amazing because the way you're breaking it down, and, and you, you said it key, sugar. I mean, I, I want an example, and I know for a fact this was the, the case. I don't know if it still is, but Coke, for example, when you drink it, I mean, it has high sodium, high sugar, and it gets you thirstier and thirstier and thirstier, and you yeah. just want to drink more. You can drink a whole liter, two liters, because you're still thinking that I'm thirsty and I need liquid, but it's really just asking you to do more of that. That's yeah. one. So it's almost a trick on the mind, right? But you're right. The mind only knows what you give it. And so, and, and, and I think what you mentioned about the level of uh, the sweetness that is being given to you. And you're right. Like if you get out of it, I, I, this happened to me. Like right now, if I taste anything that's sweet, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's, mm. it's amazing. It's like you almost reject that sweetness because I, I reversed it to a degree. That's for me personally. But, but it, for kids, you know, uh, they're conditioned from the minute they're literally born into sweets. I mean, think about it. The minute they start eating food, there's like candy bars, candy this, you know. All our holidays, you know, are, are frankly, sweet. Formula has... <laughs> oh, added. yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I, I mean, so, you know, so here's the thing. 
breast milk, natural breast milk, that has sugar. Our bodies, our bodies add sugar to that to, to, because we want the babies to, to want to eat it and drink it because we want them to survive and keep going. So yes, as a species, we are wired to love sweet things. And that was fine a hundred years ago or 200, whatever, however many years ago, when we didn't have the food available, available to us 24 seven. And in the amounts it's available to us and the, the variety of things and the constant, if you're a parent, then you know, you've got, you know, this birthday party, this soccer game where there's treats before and after the game, this kid is inviting you over. Oh, and that family is going out. <laughs> it's, just, it's just constant. So it used to be like a, tr a quote treat, but what's, what used to be treats are now commonplace. And there, there are every day. They're, they're the water we're swimming in, and Multiplied. this is what's making it so rough. Yeah, well, well, thanks, doctor. I know. I, I want to go back the, to the formula piece. Mm. You know, I mean, were we even supposed to have formula? I mean, the fact is, historically, humans existed with no added food or like you know outside food for the babies, yeah. and this was an industry thing that was like, Hey, why don't we do this? And I don't know what's the concept behind it. I mean, maybe like for the mothers that may not have, but that's not even natural because all mothers do have the milk and the ability to do that. Well, there is something called lactation failure, which means it's not a great name. It's, it's horribly insulting, blaming the person for who, you know, <laughs> but 7% of women don't make enough milk to support their baby's life. I happen to be one of those people. Uh, for whatever reason, after I had my son, I just never made enough milk for him. So in olden days or in different cultures, I would I give them. baby to someone else. Yeah. Could you please help me? Or the community would help me by breastfeeding my child. Here in America, that is not Ooh. something we do, right? Yeah. So formula, I think, came. It's a business thing too. It's a it's somebody's business model, um, and it's very interesting. Good idea, in a way, to help, but and I ramifications think, may yeah, have, well, the intent may have been wrong. I don't exactly, know. <laughs> exactly. But what you're actually feeding the babies are uh, are not necessarily the healthiest food food for them, you know. But th there are there are certain formula companies, I believe now with with no added sugars, and they're, they're working on that kind of thing because people are more aware. Doctor, just oh, just funny question, but I mean, does that mean that we're raising synthetic kids? I mean, because really, <laughs> you know, when when you think about it, right, it's synthetic food; it's not real food, and so it's like that's the building block for our you know kids to grow. When you think about it this way, it's it's almost like you know, well, is that even something a concept? But I mean, they're growing to be normal, but maybe because I'll give you an example. I've, I don't know, maybe just me. I have noticed that a lot of kids have braces or they, their, 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 their teeth are not growing in, mm -hmm. in, in, in a normal way. Now I grew up overseas when I was a kid and never had this problem. I didn't notice that people needed braces. I mean, braces were literally something like, what's wrong with you? Like you fell something. I don't know. It was not, a, but, but I see it. I don't know. So, so I, I make this joke all the time, you know, so it must have been the formula that you guys got into. So that was my thing when I was, you know, like literally having a, to find a justification why my kids had to go. Both my kids, three of them, they all had to go to braces. You know, yeah. and, and I think I, there's a, 
<laughs> lower threshold now to offer kids braces than there's probably ever been. My son has braces as well. Um, I never had braces as a, as a child, but my brother did. Um, but, you know, I think, I think there is some actual data that, or the science of what you feed your child, you know, the sucking motion, how that impacts how their facial bones grow. Um, you know, people are saying that a lot of kids these days are using those pouches or, or squeezy, like baby pureed baby foods. And so kids at earlier ages aren't using their jaws like they used to have to be able to. And that's potentially impacting people's teeth uh, and job and facial structure. So I think all of that stuff, you know, when you mentioned synthetic kids, I hadn't thought about it that way. But what, what I think about is like, wow, our body is so amazing. It's doing everything it can to try to keep us healthy despite what we're doing to it. You know, it's basically like, oh, you're going to give me all those extra calories, all that sugar that I was never designed to handle. I don't frankly even have the enzyme to process fructose. Like, fine. I'll just store it as fat. Fine. You know, it's like our body is our body is so smart and doing all of these things, but what's happening is with with when you see it in older people, type 2 diabetes, um, you know, or pre-diabetes or chronic inflammation, all of these things even, you know, there's so many cancers sure. associated with obesity and insulin resistance mm -hmm. and metabolic disease. Basically what your body is saying at that point is, look, I I have, I have done the best that I can to try to handle everything that you've been throwing at me. And I'm, I'm at my breaking point at this point, you know? And so our bodies are amazing. Now we just need to understand them and help them and help them be as functional as possible. Yeah, first of all, I, I, I was, I was, it was just a, a funny thing that I just come up with right now as we're talking about, because I mean, I thought about like when you think about like, you mentioned stuff that is matter of fact gmo type of thing right food well i mean it's synthetic right and so is so is the milk so that means really you know like whatever you you put in is what you get right so you get a synthetic you know uh, different people that that are maybe like a, they're they're almost mutated you know folks you know <laughs> it sounds as weird as, yeah it sounds weird but but when you think about it i mean it's not farfetch i mean concept you know concept wise and and you're right your your body is really fighting all this this change and to your point it's been designed in one way and then we've been conditioned in a different way and we've seen the transition but you're right it has a an expiration mode in terms of how far it's like again i give the analogy of a, a vehicle you buy a nice vehicle you treat it right you do the oil change you give it the right ingredients it's gonna last for a good term that it's designed for but if you put the wrong stuff in it you take it off the road you you know you just bang it all over the place it's not going to last long. Same thing here. The body is designed to live whatever your time span is and your pancreas, your liver, everything is going to function correctly if you give it exactly what it's intended to be. But then we throw in all this stuff at it and it just says, okay, towel off, <laughs> you know, drop the yeah. towel. I can't yeah. do this anymore. Now you're on your own. Now you yeah. have to get injections and all these things. And, and it, it's, it's really crazy. And by the way, you mentioned diabetes as we get older, but at, you know, today, even kids, I mean, there's a lot more children like juvenile diabetes and or children's yeah. diabetes you know it's there's yeah. a lot of that stuff yeah. it, it is amazing to to even understand that but but the food you know from to your point from the beginning 
of time was natural. You, you, I love what you said. It was not enough food. It was food. You know, you, 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 you had to harvest it, you know, and cook it. And you had meals. They have tons of meals. You didn't have, you know, a, a, an ice box in, you know, somewhere in the house where plenty of food is stored. You didn't have, you know, fridges as we call them today or freezers and all these things and uh, storage of food. It was different. It's we're consuming. We we have become a consuming, you know, society or consuming. Evolutionarily, society. those are extremely new inventions, you know, and our bodies—they've made our life easier for sure. But at the same respect, now we're seeing like, oh, we are experiencing these problems because now we're seeing what's ha really happening, you know. It's, it's, it's a double-edged sword, I guess. Well, or whatever that expression is. It, it was great. It's made life easier. And, but at the All same the time, now we're, now we're uh, suffering from that same thing. There's, a, there's always a price to it, right? But, but yes, you know, sure. it's, I, I, I would think that I don't think all this stuff happened maliciously. I think it happened uh, just by default of industry. Like, well, we want to find a solution to have extra food, to give the food, you know, to keep the food, you know, safer or longer shelf lives and things like that you know we want to make it more attractive maybe that's how it all designed and then of course it became a profitable you know in you know place and when it, we're talking money people become secondary in terms of the option between money and people's you know the money and, and people's health you know yeah. i'm i'm only worried about me as the the business owner and the business manufacturer and then you know uh, i don't care plus it took years before these things happened, and now industries have been so established that there's no coming back. You put regulations in place, but regulations is also, you know, limited to what it can or can't do. And sometimes it's even bought. I'm sorry to say it, but you know, it's, it's elected officials, and you know, there's yeah, very political, and, and it's, political. it's so much money involved. And um, yeah, it's it's I I think you know the marketing that goes on to kids oh, yeah. is is just so terrible and unethical and uh they just the kids don't know the kids don't know they, they we can't expect them to know and of course they want what's being marketed directly to them um so that but that's this is the thing so this is where parents need to come in and like take over control of that ship you know that we're sailing in and and help your child understand what's really going on here so, doctor, so that's a perfect segue to, 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 because you're right. Kids are kids. They are not really, I mean, we call them minors to a degree for a whole time until they become adults where they can make their own decision. For the most part, it's the parents, you know, yeah. that, that is behind, you know, all their early days, right? And from, yeah. from the birth to, to like, you know, their, their childhood until they become adults, right? And, you know, well, so, so I can speak, you know, freely about myself, you know, without offending anybody else, you know. As much as you want to be as tough as you can be and as traditional as you can be, to your point, you are facing so many currents, one mm -hmm. being TV. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you said it's being marketed, you know, at the kids from an early age. I mean, you're watching, you know, cartoons and there's there's an influx of stuff that's in the cartoons. And then, you know, yeah, it's it's suggestive. It's fun. But, you know, it's already being exposed. The kids are exposed to it and they're like, it's OK. The traditions also that that or the cultural traditions have also included some of the stuff you know by i mean think about I'll give you an example halloween right it's you know it's it's 
it's a horror holiday and some people even say it's big day, whatever but but yet it is a kid's day <laughs> you know let's throw some costume and we got to go get some candy right and it's buckets of candy and before the day is over that candy is gone and so yeah. so that's just an example easter candy christmas candy you know i mean i'm talking to all i don't care what holiday what you celebrate what religion you know if you're in the west Tuesday, world person, candy <laughs> any day candy right you know it is it is it, you go to the movies right yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie is like tradition. This is what I mean. It's not a treat anymore. It is. It's a city. We still use the word "let's have a treat," but it's like, well, didn't we just have a treat two hours ago? <laughs> it's becoming a natural tradition. Like you, you can't go yeah. physically, for example, to movies. Like I go, I've been taking my kids to movies, and you know, and uh, we sit before you go. Is the soda, and soda is really not soda. I mean, I mean the drink. It's really um, the fruit, you know, fruit punch or whatever, which is all bad. As much as you don't want to do, like take Powerade, but even Powerade is, is just a, a different label. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's maybe, not good either. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. So, yeah. so you know, you think it's not carbonated, maybe it's, but it's all sugar, artificial colors, and all the stuff. Then, then you got the popcorn, and I'm not talking about the little thing. You know, you get a bucket and with the refill, so you can go deep, right? <laughs> and yeah. the butters and stuff. Then, then you have like the, you know, it goes in with some sort of a uh, what are those the raisin thingies or oh yeah, raisinets. Yeah, raisinets. It goes with the Twizzlers. It goes with like there's a whole set. I mean, the the sour patch. Forget about it. Sugar galore. I mean, <laughs> you know, I it's like you. Those. Yeah. Uh, well, but again, I mean, uh, uh, fruit law, uh, fruit rolls, whatever fruit loop. I mean, I forgot the the name of them. Those roll ups, whatever. You know, it's 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 all sweet stuff, and. As much as I don't want to buy it for them, you can't. You're taking them to the movies, and it's like a demand. It's like an expectation, and and you try to be healthy. It doesn't work. That's one. Well, here's the thing, though. But why are you buying it for them? Oh, I'm with you. I told you earlier. I'll blame me. No, I'm just saying. But this is this is part of this is the part of the problem that we parents face. We have this cultural belief, or we it's not even cultural, but somehow we have this thought it will be more fun for them if they eat this, if they get to eat this sugar. Before. For me, it was different. It was more but like... What was your thought? I was like, they're going to be upset. I'm, I'm supposed to take... Well, okay, so that's the other, that's the other <laughs> side. That's the other side. They're going to be upset, and then I don't want to deal with that. You know? I, I don't want to ruin the day for them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to... So it's all... But yes, these are, these are all the thoughts that, are, that parents are having mm -hmm. every single time. Every, even in the grocery store, I walk by the Doritos aisle, and my, I know mm -hmm. my son loves Cool Ranch Doritos. And in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, he would be so happy if I bought those for him. But then I'm like, you know, no, I don't... I, you know, I sometimes say to myself, like, well... If he, you know, he might be really happy if I give him a margarita, but I'm not going to give him a margarita because I know <laughs> that's not good for him. I, and, and so myself, I have just gotten so strong in my own belief of, of what I feel comfortable buying him or, you know, he went to the movies the other day and I, he had a Sour Patch Kids package in it. He went with friends. He came back. He had Sour Patch Kids. But, you know, fine. I don't want to micromanage him to that degree. But I do t really, truly believe he it's harmful to him when he eats that. Right now, his body's accepting it and tolerating it and doing what it can. I still think it's a little bit damaging to him. And I, I hate that. I don't like that at all. But at the same time, I'm trying to provide education to him 
like, okay, well, you have a choice. You had the choice or you, you can make this choice even before you go to the movies. Let's eat something now, have some good protein, you know, complex carbohydrates, oh. <laughs> get, get, you know, get, get, so you're not hungry, you know, quote hungry. And then, then you can have something, you know, then you can think, do I really want to have this knowing, you know, but here's the problem. You and I, as adults, we can do that. I can go to the movies, no problem, and not buy anything and, and sit there and enjoy the movie and have a great time. And I don't need any of that stuff because I worked on that. That was part of my own work. But I have the brain, I have the mature prefrontal cortex, like the very uh, front part of our brain, the most advanced kind of thinking it's like the CEO of your life. Like my son, he's only 11. His prefrontal cortex, just like everybody's, won't be developed until he's 25, 26 years old. So when I'm telling him or asking him to think, well, when you're at that counter at the movies, think about future Theo. You know, think about, you know, his his body, how he's gonna feel, his mood, his ability, you know, and he's just can't. He's just literally incapable of doing that. Not because he doesn't want to, and not because you know, not because there's something wrong with him, but his brain is just okay. not yeah. wired for that yet. And no is, you know, and that's another. That's that's exactly why parents need to step in and be the prefrontal cortex. So, Doc, thank you. By the way, just to to to, to clarify, I, I am a health <laughs> freak, <laughs> and so is my wife. And so, but 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 you know, that was our struggle, right? And and, and you know, what we did, we kind of, to your point, we've allowed it, you know, a certain time. And me too. And I'm not. I did not at all mean to judge. You know, no, say no, no. I'm a, but I, I, think I volunteered. I it's, it's so interesting all the thoughts that we parents have that are contributing. You know, that are that are. On, that are ongoing, that if we don't become aware of that, then we don't even have the opportunity to say like, oh, do I want to keep, you know, do I want to keep that thought? Or, or do I really want to look at that and see if that's a thought that's serving me and serving my family or not? I, I, I get it. And, 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 and so to, to be honest with you, I mean, yes, I, you feel bad. And I, I, I did succumb to it every now and then. But, but really what I, you know, we established was a, a rule. For example, if you my house, there's none of that stuff in the house. We don't buy those things. You know, yeah. like, you know, we have a joke in the house, like, you know, buy food that we'd like to eat. You know, no, we're not buying the food that you like. We buy the food that we should be eating. And that's that's our challenge. Right. So uh, and as they grow, the kids, you know, start growing up and they have a mind of their own. It becomes more of a struggle. Now they're, yeah. you know, uh, I don't eat your food like when they were kids. I mean, tiny kids, you know, like, you know, in the elementary school, whatever, up to mid school, I think they were still eating our foods, you know, like the, yes. the salads yes. and everything and the yes. meats and whatever stews, whatever you make. And, uh, you know, but now, you know, and, and this is going to be a piece of the discussion today is that limited menu that I think all our kids have worldwide. And that consists of like eight elements of, you know, <laughs> you know, burgers, pizza, pasta, mac and cheese, uh, nuggets, and I don't forget the other two, but that's kind of like what everybody's doing. The uh, hot dogs, you know, those are things, but you know, you, you mentioned something funny about, uh, in the movies you and I can control. But let's let's talk about that for a minute because, yeah. listen, my first job was in Disney uh, and I love the place, right? It's magical. Uh, and, <laughs> and but the one thing about the magic is not really magic. There's science behind it, right? At least the, the appearance of it is magical. 
but but I give you an example. If you've, I'm, I'm, you've probably been to Magic Kingdom or you know uh, or Disneyland. Yes, I went. And, I've been once. Many times. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. So I, yeah, I've been it. there. I've been there a thousand times. And when you walk in, there is a, a, a store. I'm just gonna give you an example. It's a it's a, a you know a chocolate and, and, and candy store right on the front. Actually, there there is a scent that is actually being you know promoted yes. in the air. So yeah. so you basically just like a robot, you know, you just follow where the scent is, and the first thing you do, you walk into that store. And same thing in in the movies, you walk in, the popcorn is attracting you right to the concession, you know, place, and let's get you know funny with that. And you got all these things, and you, you your eyes are like rolling now with all the digital stuff. It's like you want it all, and you like come in with buckets, and you got you know trays of food. Now we have even food in this the, the movie theater, right? So it, it is there is the science and the, the 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 industry designs now and the marketing has been also almost fooling our brains in a way because it's your senses are being tested right now. And, mm. and yeah, you I don't care, especially if you, I mean we know one thing if you're hungry, your senses are highlighting. I mean they they heightened, right? And so so you you can smell something from like a mile away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it smells good. And then you just like, you know, it's like almost like you become zombie. You just kind of like, you know, follow, mm, and you go, <laughs> you know, that's what's happening to our kids and to ourselves. But you're right. As an adult, you control. As a kid, you can. And, and then you get you get dragged like that. Come on, let's go. I need some more. And and most of the kids, you know, they, they throw a fit and the parents are like, okay, whatever, take it. I just don't want to hear <laughs> you know any more noise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Yes, we don't do that with other things, though, for our kids. We, we, you know, for example, like if your child, if your kids get in the car and they refuse to put on their seatbelts and throwing a major fit, you're probably not going to drive very far, at least with your, you know, your child unbelted or unrestrained. It's dangerous for them. And, you know, a lot of my friends are like, geez, Sheila, you know, it's just sugar. It's just kids. kids <laughs> they need sugar. Like, well, <laughs> no, I'm not saying they don't need any sugar and they, they, they don't, I'm not, I'm not saying everyone needs to go cold Turkey on this right away, you know, or, you know, or ever cold Turkey permanent ever at any time you, you can always have some things a little bit, but what I think people don't understand. And I think, I think people just don't understand the harm that's being done. Even if you can't see it, even if you're not seeing it as extra weight on your child, or you're not seeing it as type two diabetes, or you're not seeing it in some outward way just yet, we know that the meta, you know, we know that our bodies can't handle these foods metabolically very well. I, I forget what the data is in, in, in adults, but it's something like 90% of adults are not metabolically healthy. If you checked their blood work, if you, you know, their triglyceride levels, their, uh, their LDL level, their, blood pressure, their waist circumference measurement. You know, if you tracked and you measured, I think what the latest thing is, I, I'd have to go back and look, but it's it's a very high percentage of adults are not considered to be metabolically healthy. Now that didn't start that day they got tested. It's probably been building up for years, honestly. And so what I'm seeing, and I think what we're all seeing is the, you know, bef 
the pre-pandemic data of kids with overweight or obesity was north of 20%. And so that was even before the pandemic when we know that rates of weight gain went up during that time period. So that means one in five kids is already suffering some metabolic issues um, with, with weight. Um, and so what's starting now in childhood is only going to progress, you know? And so, yes, kids have their own agency. We love that. About, we want them. We want kids to make their own decisions. And that's what we're doing as parents. We are shepherding them into, you know, their life where it's like a very long 18 year runway or however many years your child will be at home with you. And, um, and, and you're teaching them and you're leading them by example and you, you're trying to give them everything that they need so that then when they are making their own decisions more and more and more, 14, 15, 16, and they're riding their bike around town or going out with buddies or whatever, you want them to have some understanding of what the choices they're making and how that's contributing to the experience of their life. And I, we as parents can really help them understand that. We can help them, you know, for example, if, you know, we can help them understand the science, number one. We can help them understand the political nature and the marketing. Kids are very savvy to that kind of thing. And they don't like being kind of fooled or, you know, taken advantage of. So kids are, kids, in my experience, kids have loved learning about how they're being targeted to buy this thing. And, and, and in a way it makes them not want to buy things sometimes, you know? Um, but there's a lot of work to be done at home too. Like when you eat something, how do you actually feel in your body? And, and that's a super powerful skill to teach your, your kids and it's not something that we adults really talk about very much either. Um, so if adults, the parents start paying attention, oh, when I eat these Doritos or these French fries or this, then I notice, well, I don't feel that great. You know, once you start paying attention, then you can teach your kids that same skill. And then over time, they might be like, well, I'm going to make a different choice because I don't want to feel that way. See what I'm saying? Uh, I, I'm with you, Doctor. I'm listening, and, and it's amazing because there's few elements there, right? One, one is uh, you, you talked about, you know, the example of the seatbelt, right? Mm. But, but, but really, to your point, I mean, listen, sugar. We know it as sugar. I mean, if we call it poison, people will not t take it, right? Uh, I mean, it's just a name, right? But some but, people call it poison. <laughs> I, I know. Well, I'm saying, but if if we those that that, that call it poison, they don't do sugar. <laughs> They're already anti-sugar. But but the the idea is, is it really helping you? You're you're right. It's not. The, the you don't need it. We technically do not need sugar. None of us do. I we need right. carbohydrates, you know, but that's different than sugar. Agreed. But 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 also if you eat natural, you're gonna get your sugars regardless, right? So, exactly. so the yeah. problem we don't need the added sugar or the extra sugar that's refined, which is you know, common in every single thing you have today. I mean, even your your breads and ev everything you buy has some some level of you look at the the, the ingredients, sugar 20, 15, 40, 50, 60. I mean, yeah, spoons. And that's a super important skill to teach your kids too, to read labels. 
and to look look at the ingredient list number one you know look at the ad now everything has to have added sugars yeah. the amount the grams of added sugars so if you what the american heart association the cdc and the WHO say, if you are under two years old, so from zero to two years of age, you should have no added sugars every day. Like the goal is to keep those kids not exposed to sugar. Um, then from two to 19 years old, um, 25, a maximum number of 25 grams of sugar per day. That's, those are the recommendations um, for kids. And I think adults are supposed to have, and, and so what that works out to is six teaspoons of sugar, about six teaspoons. So if you were to go to your kitchen, get out a teaspoon and go to the, um, you know, the uh, pantry and label out, ladle out six teaspoons, you would see a tiny amount of sugar. That's the maximum amount. You know, my son was at a baseball, a little league game the other day and, a, and one of his friends had a Gatorade. And I just looked at the, I said, oh, hey, can I look at that for one second? <laughs> I looked at the label, 39 grams of sugar in that one bottle. So he's only supposed to have 24 grams a day or 25 grams a day total, 39 grams in that one bottle plus whatever else he's eaten. The other thing I want to make sure you know is that most parents, most people kind of feel like high fructose corn syrup we know like that's not healthy for us, right? I think most people really feel, do you think most people would recognize that as something, oh, we shouldn't be eating a lot of that? And they even, <laughs> even packages are, even packages like label that now, no high fructose corn syrup, mm -hmm. you know? And so high fructose corn syrup is about, there's two versions of it. One has 42% fructose and one has 55% fructose. And it's really the fructose that now more and more scientists are saying that's the molecule that our bodies, that our, yeah, that our human bodies are struggling with in this modern environment. So high fructose corn syrup has 55% fructose in it. Table sugar, which is what is in your kitchen and what is in a lot of these added foods, that's 50% fructose. So table sugar is essentially the same thing as high fructose corn syrup. Because I hear so many people say things like, well, I'm buying this because it doesn't have high fructose corn syrup in it, but it has, you know, 39 grams of regular sugar in it. And it, so it's essentially the same thing. And, and until you get deep into the literature of that kind of thing, you we wouldn't know that because certainly the manufacturing people are not going to be telling us that. I mean, think about it this way. If, if they did, you know, we wouldn't be buying the product, right? I mean, it's, it's, right. it's, it's scales <laughs> of the economy here. So, so, yeah. so, but, but doctor, thank you for, 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 for that, that explanation. But so, so here's the thing, right? Um, you know, mentioned fructose. I, I, I said, you know, pancakes, cause you know, that's like the tradition. Everybody has weekend pancakes and, you know, you gotta get all, you know, like my son, I mean, he puts, you know, the, the syrup on eggs and everything. I mean, it's, it's amazing. You know, I'm like, I can't get it, you know, and, and, and by the way, the education is there. They know what the ramification of this and, and yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's going to take you if you continue. As a matter of fact, uh, a few years back, we had uh, a scare because I think it was like 14 or whatever. And, and the doctor says he's pretty diabetic. And, oh. and I was like, whoa, you know, and so we had to kind of like really get into a deep dive. No. And we got a lot more. 
a lot more of uh, exercise in there and so and, and he got away from there but but the idea is you have to to observe and you all, you have to watch and keep up but but that leads me to um the the problem which is our society so let me be clear clear about that you're the parents you can be the best parents you can be in terms of the food part what you buy the conditioning the training and the table that you have at home but then now the kids go to school you know, they're not getting the healthy stuff in school. I'm sorry, but that's reality. I mean, the menus, at least in the States, and by the way, there's a lot of videos out there that can that can compare some schools from wor- worldwide, you know, schools. We're probably one of the worst in terms of what our kids eat. Uh, and, and when you look at that stuff, it's really not healthy at all. Every single thing that is wrong is in there, uh, at least, you know, from a nutrient, you know, uh, perspective. That's one. Two, uh, peer pressure. You know, mm-hmm. you're with your friends to your to point. You know, the party is stuff, you know, like boo, if you don't eat this, I mean, what's wrong with you? Well, you know, you're a kid, enjoy your life. And, and you get all this stuff happening and it's it's building. And, and now you get to a point you, when the kids are teenagers, that's like the rebellious, you know, yours. And like, mom, dad, you know, I, I, I know what I'm doing. You can't tell me this. And now you have to to struggle. It's like a clash, right? So you're you're almost, you know, you're you're forming them home. Yeah. <laughs> They yeah. did this forming from somewhere else. You know, it's like, you know, there's a formation here and there's there's a whole destruction on the other side. So no matter what you do, between the marketing, between the in, in, in the, the culture, between the system and the environment, it's like you're struggling. It's like you're swimming up current and it's tough. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're swimming up current and you are considered, you know, what's the right word? Out or uh, my son is like, don't be weird. Mom, don't bring anything weird. <laughs> you know, don't, don't, you're considered abnormal or I don't even, I can't think of the right word, but you're not, you're not going with the flow. You know, if you are like, okay, here's extreme. you, what? You're extreme. <laughs> extreme. It, that, those words are used too, for sure, for sure. And um, yeah, so that, that there is no doubt this is, why our kids are struggling so hard because it's not easy for the parent it's not easy for us parents right now and it's it's a lot of work and the only thing i guess i would say is we can't give up you know i i i think you know we might lose or lose the battle you know lose a hundred battles but we just have to stay with the big picture and stay with the mission of you know, this is ultimately what is going to keep you happy and healthy. And yes, you do get to make these choices for yourself. And if you're choosing that right now, there's nothing I can do about it. Okay. You know, you're controlling what you eat at home. Like you said, you control what you bring in at home. And I do the same thing. And that's that's one big message. So for us parents, we can control what we can control. And we can't control our kids, especially when they're not right in front of us. So we just have to keep going and doing the best we can, setting them, setting a good example for them. Living that lifestyle ourselves is really the best way. They see us. Your kids see you feeling good, being fit, being happy, thinking well, you know, having a lot of energy. And they're probably like, man, I want, I want that too. You know, and our our kids, every kid is really looking to their parent as to how they think they should act. Um, so, like you said, something about lead by example. 
and 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 but that's that's another element that we need to to just highlight briefly here because you're right if my lifestyle is kind of fit and you know more like you know specific where we're looking we count in the calories when we go we we do treats every now and then but we know like if i do a treat that means we got to work up extra whatever we gotta make it up and do all the stuff and that, that that'll take us to the discussion about calories versus sugar but 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 the concept i've seen this you've probably seen this you go out and you can see sometimes families they they kind of like uh, are open about eating and you see the parents are not as healthy and therefore the kids are just basically doing the same and they, they uh, listen i cruise a lot right uh, and i can tell you on cruise ships people go crazy on the buffet line i mean yeah. you know i mean trays and trays and trays wow. you do not need all that but i know they can't control it because to your point all that that chemical stuff is going on but but that's when you have a younger you know person that is in that environment. Well, that's all they're gonna know. Again, so this is a part of. And by the way, I'm not judging people, folks. You know, just to, right, to be clear, exactly. yeah. we're just sharing like observation here. But but I know even those same folks. You know, they they know that they have a, a, an issue. They they just can't do anything about it. And most of the people, when you get to a certain point, it becomes very difficult to go back. I mean, it's not impossible, but it's difficult. And the more you know, you get to a point of like a. I give up. I'm just going to let my body go. That's when it gets worse and worse. And then now you get complications and then the diabetes kicks in and it doesn't get any better from that point. Once you get to a certain level, it's over. And it's the best dependent really when you are at that younger age. And sometimes even me as a parent, let's say if I, I notice that I'm not healthy or whatever, maybe I should prevent, you know, and, and, and shelter my kids not to have the same problems I have. So again, it's just a quick message for people. If you're watching, uh, you know, and you know, it's your health at the end of the day. And, and, and there is more to this because, you know, we complain about the healthcare system, right? Well, it does take a toll on the healthcare system. Now, it, it may benefit some, it may not benefit some others. You know, there's the debate about is this benefiting that, the, the, you know, doctors, the hospital system, the healthcare system, the, the economy of healthcare, whatever. Or is it, it is really taking a toll on them and that's where the cost is high and that's why we, we can't afford the medicine and stuff like that. So there's that whole discussion. That's a whole topic, you know, on its own. But but all this stuff is happening in real time and it starts at an early age and it starts from the parents and the behavior that we actually are, you know, portraying is, is what's being uh, accepted by those children, absorbed by the children, to your point. Uh, the kids are going to like absorb everything. They mimic parents father and mother like for example in my household we, we work out my, my wife does teach you know uh, fitness stuff and you know i'm i'm, I'm got a health chapel <laughs> you know i mean healthcare. but yet you know uh, i know all these things and and the reason we do this these talks is to help people at least get them closer to the reality and maybe resources and solutions mm -hmm. so doctor you mentioned something mm -hmm. sugar carbohydrates Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about that. What does that mean and the difference? And then and then let's talk about the importance of exercise for kids and, and movement. Oh, yeah. So important. Um, exercise and movement. So, you know, not all carbohydrates not are, are sugar. Carbohydrates are just, they're called a macronutrient of our body. We need protein, we need fat, and we need carbohydrates. Um, and the beauty of having... Um, real whole unprocessed foods, fruits and vegetables is what I'm talking about, nuts, seeds, um, or I guess nuts, you know, are more in the fat category, but um, the, the, the sugar, which is just a molecule that comes, but it, it's coming in fruit and vegetables, it's coming packaged in all the other things that our body needs. 
the fiber, the micronutrients, the vitamins, the minerals. Um, so those are, you know, there's a difference between like healthy, quote, healthy carbohydrates and just carbohydrates See, or just sugar. I guess I'm, I'm not sure if I'm answering your question or not. No, that's, that's perfect. And and so so now let's talk about that. You know, essentially, fruits, vegetables, proteins is really what should be and whole grain foods or whole food, right, mm -hmm. is what we should have in our pretty much, you know, uh, table. Exactly. Yeah. And, and water, <laughs> nothing in yeah. it. <laughs> Honestly, that's all we need. Yeah. And so, that would keep us super healthy. Right. But here's the challenge now. You know, our tables may not be made of that. I mean, let's look, let's look our way in the U.S., right? Um, burgers, fries, you know, hot dogs. I mean, you can't go to a game without a hot dog and, you know, some fries and ketchup. I mean, talking about ketchup and all these extra stuff, you know, I'm talking about sodium and sweeteners and sugars. I mean, I mean, you can clean silver with, with, with ketchup. I mean. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the condiments and, you know, there's so many sources of hidden added sugars. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Barbecue is good. That's the problem. And, you know, yeah. you just can't stop. <laughs> well, you, the thing, you know, I guess where, where I've gotten to is the place where I do go to baseball games without having a hot dog and I enjoy baseball. I do go to parties where I don't eat things I don't want to. And I've, I've, and this is the power of coaching. This is where like, where I didn't learn this skill. It wasn't just magically came to me. Someone taught me this skill. And this is what I learned through life coaching, which was so different than my medical training. You know, in medicine, we just tell people, okay, do this. Oh, here, here's your problem. Okay. I know, I know what to do. Do this, do this, do this. And then the person leaves and they're like, yeah, but how am I going to do that? How, how am I going to get myself to do that? Even if you really want to do something until you understand, you, you know, so there's this thing, there's a theory, or it's not a theory, but it's a framework of it's cognitive behavioral therapy is one way of looking at it. But it's, it's that your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings drive your actions. So and so if you say you want to be going to the gym, if the action you want to be taking is go to the gym or go for a walk or, or fill in any action, you know, eat a salad or don't eat, you know, the hot dog, you need to go upstream of that action and look at how you're going to be feeling. How do you need to feel? so that you get yourself to the gym. Okay, I wanna feel, you know, motivated or I wanna feel committed is a really good one, you know, cause lots of motivation waxes and wanes. But like, okay, so if I wanna feel committed, what's the thought I need to be thinking that's gonna give me that feeling of committed? You know, my health is important to me or my family is important to me or this would be good for me, or I know this is going to help me. You know, see what I'm saying? So that whole thought, feeling, action. And, and we know that what we do and what we don't do, that creates our experience in life. And so this is like the key to really understanding what's going on. If you don't like your current situation, if you don't like the current results in your life, 
you can kind of trace them back to a variety of thoughts that you're having. And, and, and then that's so empowering and so freeing because that's where you can step into, okay, well, my thoughts are optional and I don't have to keep thinking that. And I'm going to choose a new thought that serves me better and gets me the result I want. Awesome, it's so, when I learned that, I felt free, really. It is powerful. And then again, the mind is, is powerful as, as it is, and it controls everything. What, whatever we're talking about, we're talking about chemicals and, and you know, and, and brain, you know, uh, uh, and hormones and all this stuff. And it's all <laughs> happening. I mean, really, it's, it's all. Uh, I know. It's all, inter it's all interconnected. Exactly. You know, so for adults to lose weight, you know, they need to, you know, understand why they're making the food choices that they're making. Number one, you know, stop, stop choosing foods that are driving your hunger. And also then the whole emotional eating piece. Why am I eating? You know, if, if I'm not physically hungry, why am I eating? And, and we eat for so many different reasons than just physical hunger. Um, and so if you can get control of both of those things, then you'll have a good chance of losing, easy, sustainably losing weight and keeping it off because you've really understood what is going on and what the problem is. If you do as a parent, you'll be able to teach your kids that. And exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's my whole thing. Your kid might keep choosing the Gatorade. They might keep choosing the ice cream. But by the time their prefrontal cortex is developed when they're 25, they've already seen you and they've been listening to you for the past 15 years or however long you've been, you know, and then they're, then it's going to be like, oh, bam, I know what to do. Yep. I know what to do for myself. And you are going to save your child decades, decades of struggle. Doctor, it's important because uh, do kids, they think they have uh, a limited time frame to live. And by the way, I'm not, when I say kids, I had the same feeling when I was no, a young kid. Too. You don't think about age. You don't think about elderly, you know, stages. You don't think about bodies metabolism is going to shift every 10 years and, and gets crazier and unless they're, you know, in your side, right? You're it, clueless. It's, exactly. We have no idea. So, so when, when we, I talk to my kids, it's like, you know, that's gibberish. That's like, that's like oh, alien yeah. language, you know, don't, don't tell me that stuff. I'm not there yet. Exactly. That's a blah, blah, you know? So, but, but, but unfortunately, you know, um, what, what you're doing right now, you're instilling these ideologies and ideas into their subconscious. So eventually they'll, they'll, it will click to your point. It will click. Uh, but that's that's the challenge because the same way that they, the market and all the stuff is actually doing, we're and doing all that stuff, you know, subconsciously, slowly but surely, they will be able to move it. Not hopefully everybody does. So, doctor, quickly, you know, one thing that we have in our culture today here uh, in the West and more than the East, I would say, is the quantity of food. Mm. We are we are abnormally, you know, quantitative <laughs> when it comes to rations and and, and food. I mean. You go to any restaurant, you get these plates that are like, you know, like really family style, you know, food for one person. Uh, you always take over food. I mean, I, I don't think we finish our food. Usually we, we take a you know, box home. That's because the portions are you know bigger. You go in Europe. I mean, they give you stuff. You're like, you know, you're done. You're like, what the hell? I'm still hungry. <laughs> you know, it's different. You know, why is that? I mean, I know it's a cultural thing. I know it's industry. It's like you, you get for what you pay for. But it is, it is almost another problem that is creating the need for more. I mean, it, it's amazing. 
It's a huge part of the problem, portion control. And, and our kids are eating way more than than they need to be. That's another problem. But just like you meant, like we mentioned, like smell hunger, you walk into the movie theater and you smell the popcorn and you're like, oh, turns out I am hungry. You know, you hadn't been hungry out in the parking lot and then you smell it and you're hungry. And it's the same thing with your eyes. You see it and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really hungry, you know? And, and so, yeah, I think that is a, that is another, another, big problem that we're facing this supersize you know supersized everything um and the the strategy for that is figuring out your true hunger uh, what what you know what hunger really feels like in your body um and what fullness really feels like you know people teach a, I, I teach my clients a hunger scale where like minus 10 is like the hungriest you've ever been you haven't eaten in so long you would you know you're you're gonna die if you don't eat and positive 10 is you know you're so full you can't possibly eat one more thin mint <laughs> and then in the middle is you know zero where you're at neutral and so you can learn by spending time slowing down, getting used to your body. You can, you know, we recommend eating in between like minus four, start to eat something, you know, notice, oh, I'm getting a little bit hungry or, oh, okay. It keeps coming to my mind. Food keeps coming to my mind. Okay. I think I'm getting hungry, but you can, you know, eat, start eating only when you're hungry and then stop when you're, you know, somewhere plus two, plus three, plus four, um, and don't keep going just to finish what's on your plate. And, um, and and that is a skill. But here's the thing: we need to understand that the processed foods that we're that a lot of people are choosing to eat are messing up your body's hormonal signals that natural that, that the hormones that tell you you're full and hungry so the you know leptin and ghrelin um those are important hormones for weight maintenance and they when you're eating whole real unprocessed foods so easy to tell when you're hungry and easy to tell when you're not full i mean when you're full um so the other thing I'll just throw out there, you know, for your for your audience, because I think people think like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to be deprived. I don't want to not eat something. The truth is, when I gave up eating sugar and a lot of processed foods, I was shocked at how not hungry I was. I had always been hungry. That's why I struggled with my weight all the time, because I felt hungry a lot. And when I felt hungry, I ate. But when I gave up eating sugar, and you know, and to me, like flour is, you know, right below your right below your neck, flour is pretty much turned right into sugar. So flour and sugar are essentially the same thing. So when I gave up eating flour and sugar, and I got in touch with my real hunger, I was. It's shocking how not hungry we are when we're eating protein and healthy fats. Now I'm not saying that kid, you're, you need to make your kids not eat any flour or not eat any sugar, but I'm just putting, you know, sometimes I, I advise my clients to do this as an experiment on yourself 
You don't, your kid doesn't even need to be involved. Leave them out of this. But you take a week or two weeks or frankly, even a month would be better and go no flour, no sugar and see how good you are going to feel. Then you're going to be like a convert and feel so committed and be like me, crazy lady talking about it all the time. <laughs> but you just feel so good. It's freeing, really. And we don't realize how bad we feel until we give it up. It's amazing. Listen, I there was a point in my life where I, I let it go and uh, I was doing all of that crazy eating and, you know, no no limits and, and all the snacks and everything. For In one year, I gained about 50 pounds. And when I dropped all that, it was me being conscious and, and taking all that stuff out. And the feeling that, that your body is is in and how you feel like you're, you're really excited, you have the energy and all the stuff. That's the other thing, energy. I mean, when you're like too, too, too overwhelmed, your body is kind of like, you know, depressed in, in a way that it's not really active. You think it's the opposite, but your hormones are just trying to tackle the food and, and just keeping you awake. And then you're not doing much, right? You're like, uh, you blah. You, know, you just yeah, you don't you know. feel good. Plus, your plus your sugar level is going up and down, mm -hmm. and you are on this roller coaster ride of glucose. And yeah, it it physically we don't feel good when we eat like that. Doctor, quickly, the uh, so I, I love what you said. I mean, by the way, thank you for for the the picture about the food on the table. The more you have on the table, the more you're gonna eat. The least you have on the table you're probably going to be able to like, oh, I'm done. It's over. And you walk away. And then you, it's psychologically speaking, it, the more you see on the plate, the more you want to finish it. So that's, well, that's it. why they also recommend like, you know, using smaller plates, even if people, if pe we tend to buy really big plates. But <laughs> yeah. Years ago, people used to eat off much smaller plates and they even had kid size plates. Mm -hmm. Now what? kids off adult size plates. You know, it's a joke. I, when I go to movies, I do actually ask for the kids menu. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they yeah. look at me funny. Like, Right. Yeah. I and mean, my kids are not even with me. Like, you know, like, you know, kids menu. Yeah. They look at me like, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, but, but, you know, that, that's like, you know, when I go and I want to treat myself, but because you, you know, I mean, you have to, you, you can't starve yourself to for everything. I mean, sometimes you have to cheat and I do that, but I know that I have to do some extra work that day, whatever, you know, workout. Right. Uh, now, uh, the importance of balancing with water. I mean, Water is essential to our life. And I think, but, but also if you drink enough water, well, like, like, let's say you drink and eat you know, at the same time, I mean, you're going to fill your stomach to a degree that you're not going to be needing more. You're going to feel full. You give you that, that, that feeling of full. Is that even a thing? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And lots of times when people feel hungry, what they're really, the tr they're truly just thirsty because we're chronically you know, under hydrated here in America, we don't drink as much water as we should. Plus, we, we tend to drink things that are dehydrating with things with caffeine in them. And so yes, drinking more water will definitely help with hunger for sure. And 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 it helps with feeling full when you're eating. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's because because that's important. By the way, the 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 fact of dehydration versus <laughs> you know having enough water that's a big deal because to your point we don't tend to drink a lot when you're young you're not going to feel it but as you get older your kidneys are going to have <laughs> a fit right, with you so right, it, right. it's it's just you know and and your skin your body it's it's all going to be you know calling right. for help yeah exactly. that's the thing i think the the biggest message and you know coming to the end of the show is that you're you're a kid you're a child you know, your parents are kind of in control in a way, but eventually you're going to be your own, you know, uh, control, you know, captain. And you want to live healthier, happier, longer. 
as opposed to like live happy for a few years and then struggle, you know, exactly. in a longer time. Exactly. And that that's the, that's the biggest message. And I, I think as parents, we want our kids to 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 live as long as they can and even, you know, uh, be alive and happy and healthy. And you want to see them thrive just like you want to see yourself. But, you you know, we love our kids probably more than we love our own selves. I mean, they're just parents, you know, one on one. Most of us, <laughs> I hope that's the case. But but the idea is that you want them to to do more and better. And and again, this is important just to educate uh, that we will we have the the ability to to help to your point as much as we can. We might not be able to tackle every single you know wind wind coming into us that is with an influence. But at the same time, we can do our part in and whether listening to show, uh, talking to a specialist such as yourself. And I love what you, you your your mix between the, the the medicine piece and the 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 actual life coaching piece because yeah. of the the lifestyle you know uh, dynamics. I think those two combine. Well, if you can't implement the strategies, hmm. then you either their strategies are no good. So everybody needs like the whole mindset piece. How do I get myself to do what I really want to do, you know? And and there are things to learn that you can you can figure it out and you can do this by yourself over time, you know? It helps to have a coach at first for sure um teach you these things, but then you can you can it's so it's so powerful and so empowering. You will create the life that you want. That's, that's powerful. So quickly, doctor, you know, um, the, the, we didn't even talk about movement or sleep yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, or emotional regulations. So, so, so listen, you have time. I have time. So, so the, the exercise piece, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's for kids, you know, how I, I know I, I, you know, so powerful. Kind of, so, powerful. so what would you recommend to our children today? Like, you know, what, so, uh, what my you recommendation is number one, you are not, we don't want to be sending our kids the message. You are exercising to lose weight. That is not the message we want to be sending them. It's way more powerful to be, be talking about. Well, first of all, I, how I advise all my clients and I advise all my patients we don't even need to really be using the word weight with kids. What we really want to be doing is talking about health and how are we going to keep you healthy? How are we going to keep me mom healthy? And so, but I see a lot of kids who are saying, well, I'm going to lose weight by going to the gym. I'm going to, my mom's going to sign me up and I'm going to go to the gym. And I think that that's just, you know, old fashioned conditioning. I don't know where that, I don't know where they're getting that, but I can't tell you the number of kids who think the secret to better health is going to a gym. So I, I, it, but I, so I try to, you know, gently steer them like, Wonderful. Exercise is amazing for you for so many reasons, not the least of which is, you know, exactly what we were just talking about. What we are going for is health and we are going for longevity and lifespan and health span. So we want people to be as healthy as possible for as long as possible. And exercise is a huge part of that. And so for kids, it's fun. They feel better. They sleep better. There's so much data that shows like kids that get outside have lower stress levels. They have better eyesight. Their blood work is better. I mean, there's, there's just so many benefits of exercise. 
And it and sometimes I use the word movement instead of exercise because if you're a person who's hasn't been moving very much or is potentially carrying extra weight, the word exercise might be scary or make you feel, you know, unsafe or something. Yeah. Too much, you know, like, mm -hmm. geez, I'm not exercising. You know, I can't exercise. But you can move. And, it, you know, you can move even if it's walk around the block, walk down the street, walk around your house, walk up and down the stairs. So if you've been doing nothing, start small. If you're doing already doing something, up your game a little bit, you know, raise the bar. The, the official recommendation for kids is to get one hour of physical activity a day. Um, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be in sports. It doesn't have to be paid for. It doesn't, but you know, Hey, go outside and play, you know, it, it's spring here in Maine. And, you know, my son has had his buddies over today and they were just playing wiffle ball and they are running around like crazy, but you know, so it helps. It helps to have, you know, depending on the child that you have, what they're interested in, you know, go outside, go outside with them, sports equipment, invite friends over, walk your dog, take, you know, there's just so many, but this is, parents need to drive this behavior as well and really kind of in, insist on it in a way, like just like we do, like it's time to do your reading, it's time to do your homework, it's time, okay, it's time to go outside, you know, and and or it's time to get some exercise that that kind of thing it's just we need to start looking at it as like this we brush our teeth we exercise this is who we are we are healthy people and this is we want we want our kids growing up like loving the feeling of moving so that they will do that when they're 60 70 years old and keep going well, doctor that is an excellent point but now we did have a change in, 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 in culture, if you want to call it that way. When I was a kid, you know, that's what we did. We played outside. There was, I mean, TV was limited. You only had one, one cartoon, whatever, you know, series, something, and if anything, that's it, and, you're, and then you go to sleep. Uh, you know, most of the time, we played outside, right? You know, whatever we did, we ran, we, we shot car, you know, whatever. You know, we played different things, right? In, in, in today's society, our kids are more like glued on a chair behind, you know, a desk, you know, in front of a screen for hours in the gaming. Right. So now again, it's still us as parents because we buy those devices. We are the ones who are enabling them to do that. Right. Yeah. Then that also creates the behavior as they sit, they munch, you know, and they crunch. They just, yeah. they're yeah. just sitting and taking unnecessary calories in. And before you know it, they're just getting weight. Now we're making it even easier by ordering everything to the door. You don't even have to go places now. You yeah. know, you can, yeah. DoorDash and, and rather not, I love the service, but the idea we use it in you know to, to to for one thing is 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 good for the other it can create some laziness right so I think that's another change that that happened over the last few decades where oh, back yeah. in the days for kids sure. were like really I mean naturally we were always outdoors humans were outdoors yeah. they did they get up and they do the things that they need to do for the day and then they come back and go to sleep <laughs> well the same thing these these screens you know all of the all of the screens and the video games that the kids are on they are also affecting that same dopamine pathway that's that's so pleasurable and and, and so the kids are just drawn to that and so we have to understand like oh He's not a bad kid or there's nothing wrong with him that he wants to play video games. His brain right now is telling him it's so much fun. Of course he wants to play the game. 
However, I know as his parent, it's not healthy for him to do that. So I have to set a rules or a boundary or, you know, I take care of his health and safety in so many other ways. And, and then this is what a parent needs to really get to the place where they're like, I value movement as a safety feature for him. Like it's part of his health to be safe and health healthy. He needs to get moving or he needs to get outside and get and play. So, okay. He's going to be really upset when I, my son gives me, a, or he doesn't give me a hard time. He just doesn't want to turn his screen off, but I, it's okay. He can, he can not want to turn it off and he can still go outside. I'm okay with that. If he's upset, I'm okay. It's okay. He can be upset. I wish you, you know, he doesn't have to, be. I tell him like, you're choosing to be upset. You know, that's okay. You can have that experience yourself if you want, but here, here's our, you know, you've already had your hour or hour and a half or whatever two hours you've already had your time that time's up so now <laughs> that's preparing for real life because you know you you don't know. always do what you want in life i mean you're going to be at work they're going to tell you what to do what to do <laughs> yeah but the truth is it is more work for us parents so much easier for me to be like oh just keep going yeah it's fine you know and then i can do what i want to do i can do the housework you know do all the things but what that's a big deal, doctor, because parents sometimes they just, you know, they especially if you have more kids, you, yeah. know, you just give up at the end. It's like, okay, and you've been working all day yeah. and you came home and, you know, I guess, yes. And of course, and there are sometimes I'm like that too. And I just, I'm like, okay, fine. You know, but I, I think I really, I always am just coming back to, I just want the best thing for him, the healthiest thing for him. And I feel so committed to maintaining his good health and that, that I, I'm willing to have him be angry. I'm willing to have him be mad. And, and, well, and at the same time, I, I still love him. I'm still connected to him. I'm not mad at him because he's mad at me. It's okay. He can think I'm, you know, the worst parent. You know, sometimes I am, frankly. Uh, sometimes I'm a great parent and sometimes I'm not a great parent, you know? But it's, it's okay. But it's my, I say, you know, buddy, it's my job as your mom to protect you, to keep you healthy and safe. And I think going outside and playing is part of that. So mama bear is always, there. You know, I mean, think about natural, right? Mama bear protects the kids, right? The yeah. Cubs, yeah. You know, and you, it's ready to, to kill for, you know, for, to protect. Same thing here. You're doing it, and and the kids may not understand that at that age. Totally eventually, do. eventually, they when they grow up. I mean, I've I've heard my kids say, you know what? We know that you did all this for yeah. me because you yeah. do love us and you you right. want the best for us. It 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 is there is a satisfactory you know satisfaction you know level when you hear that eventually, and that, and yeah. then you see that they see the the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But it is tough while you're going through it, and um, you know it's not always a picnic and it's a struggle and. But, but, but again, it's, you know you're doing the right thing. You've decided on purpose. This is how I want. This is what I think is best for you. And so then you feel. Then I feel proud. You know, I feel. I feel committed to that. Not happy that he's upset, but I'm also not upset that he's upset. So my day doesn't get ruined when he says, you know, you're the worst. You're the worst mom. I'm like, okay, not fair. Get outside. <laughs> But yeah. you know, you know, it's it's funny, Doc, because here's the thing, right? You know, we we have this, and, and I've heard these these comebacks 
well, my friend's parents, they don't do this. You know, and they, they start like, you know, comparing them. Well, I don't care. You know, this is the United States of me. You know, you, you, you're ruled well, I, by this I constitution. Say some, <laughs> I say sometimes I say like, well, maybe those parents don't understand the importance of, of getting exercise. I mean, not everybody knows all the things, you know, so maybe they're just confused and they don't understand, you know, so I kind of say like, you know, that yeah. it, it would be better for you. I'm not saying those other parents are wrong, but I'm just saying, you know, it's people, people live different lifestyles and make different choices. Right. Well, again, maybe they can <laughs> share that message across, right? Well, again, yeah. by the way, folks, I mean, if you're watching and listening, this is not a bash thing on, on anybody's style, but I think we all want our kids to be better and healthier and so on and so forth. And uh, what's a better way to do it by, by, by educating them about being healthier and, and again, doing ourselves our part. Hopefully yeah. we can do that. Now, doctor, I know I'm exceeding your time here, but but um, you mentioned sleep. That yeah. is that is important. Uh, you know, I, I tell you one thing. I have this struggle with my own son because his sleep patterns are all over the map. Like, you know, like I can't get him and they control him. Anyway. Oh, he's 17. I can't control him anymore. <laughs> no, you say, and it's hard. So this is the yeah. thing. Yeah, so sleep, sleep is by far the most underrated thing you can do for your health. It, it, if you do nothing else but go to bed an hour earlier or two hours. Or, so adults, adults, it's recommended to get a seven to nine hours of sleep. And, you know, I don't think that too many adults actually get that amount of sleep. But it affects every aspect of your body. Again, going back evolutionarily, evolutionarily, we've needed sleep. And it 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 prevents so many diseases um, without getting too technical about it all. But we need we need that time of sleep. And um, and I it's just not talked about enough that how powerful it is for your health, for your mood, for your weight, um, for your memory, for your ability to think, for your ability to exercise. Um, it, and it's the same exact thing for our kids. So there's age related, you know, sleep recommendations depend on how old your kid is, um, the amount of hours that they need to get to sleep. I, I prioritize this very highly with my son, um, and, and myself. I used to work in a hospital. I was a hospitalist for a long time where part of my job was working night shifts. 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. So I work day shift, day shift, night shift, night shift, day shift, day shift, night shift. It was horrible for my health. I mean, I, w I weighed 45 pounds more than I do now. Uh, I mean, I just, I was, I, 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 I don't even recognize myself from back then because, you know, honestly, the lifestyle, that job afforded, like that, like, like working that, spending those nights at the hospital, gave me more time with my son during the day when he was a baby and a child more of a child that's what i wanted so i was willing to to do that but honestly i didn't even know the toll that that was taking on my physical health um and my emotional health and my mental health so i'm not sure i would do that again to tell you the truth that was that was uh sleep is so important for everybody um, so for your child, your teen, and as teens get older, their circadian rhythm shifts. So they naturally want to stay up later. The problem is 
we still need them to get up to go to school so that we can go to work, right? It would be perfect if high schools started around noon. Then our kids would get a really good amount of sleep if they could turn their phones off. <laughs> um, but, you know, I so I, from my approach, you know, I don't have a teenager yet, but I think education for him and having him really understand the powerful benefits of sleep if he's a if he's an athlete or a musician or a student, you know, anything really, everything benefits by it. Um, and then also the same thing with like how we tie food into how your body feels. You could tie in lack of sleep when you're noticed like, oh, I noticed you only got about whatever X four hours of sleep last night. How do you feel today? How do you feel the next day? So we have to help them make that connection. You decided to stay up until... 3 a.m. texting with your friends. Okay, you made you know that decision was made. Now how how do you feel? Not in a punishing way, but just like okay, let's be curious. And do you want to keep feeling like this? And then when you when he does get a really good night of sleep, you know, or or hopefully strings together several nights of good sleep, then you could say, hey, how are you feeling? Like, are you liking the way that you feel? Are you liking your mood? Are you liking, you know, that? And so we just need to help them tie their choices with their results. Great. Well, Stefan, by the way, you know, this is not just for my kids. You know, so I think for everyone watching and listening, I mean, if you do have, you know, someone in that, that age yeah. group, it is a huge deal because it is a transitional stage and uh, with the gaming, with everything. And the, the other part is that you got the weekends versus weekdays. And then it, it kind of like they, they switch those rhythms every yeah. week. And so they the Friday night, they like switch on weekend mode. And then Sunday, they can't switch it off. And, and that's Monday is horrible. And that's not helpful either. The data, the, the scientific data would suggest that the best thing you can do is get up at the same time every day. So you don't have to go to bed at the same time. But if you, you know, but the, but the problem is if they're staying up really late, it's it's a challenge. It, this is this is <laughs> this is where we're at with our modern world, but our ancient ancient bodies, and how do we how do we live in this world, understanding our physiology and and and, and what we need to function really well, and, and and then we make our choices from there. Before technology, I mean, you know, it's sunset, you know, pretty much yeah. an hour later you're out. <laughs> and sunrise, you're like, you know, you, you're you already in nature, you know, roaming again. That was, yeah. that's the design, you know, but but that design we kind of took off with, with all the extra lighting and all the technology now. It's like, you don't have, I mean, the day and night are almost the same. Now, in some parts of the world, you know, I mean, the cities don't sleep, right? Yeah. And yeah. people can literally be, oh, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, everything is, is pretty much 24-7 now. And, uh, and you can literally go through a whole night. And uh, I can tell you one thing. I am a person that needs my sleep. Mm. Without sleep, I can't function. I don't care. I, I'm a zombie, literally a zombie. And you I can mean, tell the truth is everybody's a person who needs their sleep. Some people yeah, just yeah. recognize it. I mean, that's really where we're, where we're at, you know? It's awesome that you recognize it. Yeah. Oh, I, I live by that, that rule. I yeah. got to get my sleep, you know, beauty sleep. They make fun of me at work. Like, you, you, got your, you need your beauty sleep. Yeah, I can't do those early things. You know, I got to get my sleep, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, but but it's it helps my balance. It's to your mm -hmm. point, my, my psyche is good. And, you know, I'm, I'm I'm energized. Otherwise, you know, you can't even work out. You're like, uh, exactly. you know, you're, you're like, yeah. you know, slow-mo, like a little puppy. <laughs> you're like, okay. Yeah. 
you know, uh, it doesn't work that way, right? So, well, so, so, doctor, um, I know we've we've covered a lot of grounds. Is there anything that we're missing right now? <laughs> well, this is another huge topic, but just the last we, thing. You can I come back, doc. Yeah, <laughs> I will. Have another one. If, if you want me to, I'm happy. <laughs> of to. course, I want you. Um, <laughs> the the only other thing is um, the only other really pillar like of health that I really think parents can focus on is helping their kid learn emotional regulation skills. And because that is such a huge part of being healthy. Um, and I guess what I mean by that is really learning how to understand your thinking and feel your feelings. Uh, and it's not, it's not, we don't talk about this very usually and we don't with our kids too much and we don't, we're, they're not taught how to do it in school. Um, but if you can really understand that where what feelings you're having what they are and what what they mean to you and you you can accept your feelings both positive and negative and and have a you have some tools and some skill set to manage your emotions when you become stressed or when things are are harder that goes a long way towards physical health, number one, but also uh, clearly emotional health, you know? So that's, that's the other piece I work on with my clients is help helping um, with emotional regulation skills. Thank you, Doc. So now like that's the last question of the show today. What last piece is how can we connect with you, our folks and audiences so they can pretty much benefit from your work and, and maybe work, would you to in, in case they need the, the help? Yeah. So the easiest way is just to uh, look at my web my website. Uh, my whole name Sheila Carol MD.com. You can email me through that. I have a blog. Um, I'm also starting to put out little snippets of info on Instagram and just you know my goal is to I just want to educate and empower. They pay, I want to help the kids <laughs> and I, I know, I believe so deeply in my heart, the, the best way is through their parents because the children love their parents the most. The children idolize their parents. They, they need their parents. And so I, you know, yeah. So if you're a parent, there's a lot of great um, free resources um, out there and you can look up my website. Doctor, you, you can coach your parents, you can work with them, and it uh, doesn't matter if they're not in the local area like Maine. They, yeah, they, I do it over, I do it or, online. Yeah, that's the okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. And I only work with parents. I don't work, I don't coach kids because they're just, their brains aren't ready for it, you know? Um, as with the parents. <laughs> yeah, it starts with the parents. And honestly, it's the most effective way. So, all right. Well, yeah. Doctor, th I will have the, your information uh, linked to the, the show so this way people can connect direct with you uh definitely we we'll look forward to having you back and, and okay. maybe you know tackle more and and, and break it down more uh, so uh it's it's very real i mean it, i i don't want to let you go but <laughs> we've exceeded the time here. thanks this was a great conversation i'm so i'm always so excited to find other people who are excited about this topic too and who are so passionate about um trying to help uh kids live a healthy life and we you know help yeah, the future because we want parents to be healthy yeah, yeah well the, but also the kids are the future right so if we yeah. don't take care of them right now the future is is uh you know not looking good <laughs> yeah, for sure. all right doctor thank you so Thanks much for, for being me. my pleasure 
All right, folks. Thank you um, for being with us, for watching, for listening in. I'm Hurricane Age. We'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new topic, new guest. Bye for now. And cut. <laughs> Doctor, that was awesome. Thank you oh, so thanks. much. Yeah. How, how was it? Good. I feel like I talk too much. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't compare to me. I talk for a living. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's the, but no, it was powerful stuff. And it's been a minute, actually. I have another doctor coming on, on Friday, similar topic. And, you know, it's, you know, it's not enough. Uh, there's not enough out there to talk about yeah. this because a lot of parents are more like, you know, my kids, I want them to be happy, whatever suits them, whatever, you know, and so they let them be, but you let them be now. It's like, it's like you're hurting it's them. not keeping them happy. Yeah. You know, I want them to be happy. Let them be a kid. And you're like, no, you know, that's the attitude not, they say like, Oh, they're kids. The you know? I know, but they're just kids. Yeah. Like, well, no, I mean, yes, yes, they are kids. And that's why we need to protect them. You know? And the hard, the hard part is that it's a, it is so much work for the parents. It's a lot of work. It takes yeah. effort. It takes effort. It's so worth it. I mean, it is so worth it, but it's not a slam dunk. It's not take this pill. It's not, you know, watch this video. It's, it's work. It's work. So. It's, you're undoing a lot of bad stuff that's happening around them. And then you have to control all of it. And it's, it's tough. Listen, I, I've been there. I, my oldest is 26. I've had that, you know, run. And then I had my, my, my two are 18 and 17. So I'm going through that, that next stage. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rough. And you know, sometimes you do get like, ah, ah, whatever, but, but you, you can't give up. You got to keep up. Yeah. That's what I say to myself. Like if I make a, you know, if I cook something and he's like gags, you know, or something, you know, he refuses to eat it or he, you know, I just, I, I literally say to myself, I'm not giving up. I'm just not giving up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's just you the know talk, the talk is good <laughs> yeah the whole thing that's the whole thing is up upstairs you know up in our brains it, so. it uh, it's powerful well yeah. so doctor definitely uh please you know let's let's maybe uh maybe a few few months whatever we'll come back and we'll we'll touch yeah, again anytime happy to yeah and and i will i will give you uh I mean, you, you don't do podcasts yourself, do you no not yet someday okay. i want to uh, again so if you ever decide to maybe have on on the radio you want to have a time to talk you know live i can connect you with you and you can oh, do okay. your own, you can do your own hour and talk to parents whatever oh, wow. something to think about if that's yeah. something that that's of interest we can okay. lock in an hour a week yeah. whatever a month it'll be your show and uh, you can just talk you know in, on the air and, and and give advice i mean it's oh, not wow. a dual show something yeah. to consider you know okay. in the future all right yeah, thanks. yeah. awesome yeah. well it's great to meet you pleasure Thank you. Thanks. Bye Thanks bye. for the good conversation. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Right, Bye-bye. <laughs>